everyone. It's Angela Ardolino with Your Natural Dog, and I'm so excited about my guest today. His name is Judah Vitel. I met him at the American Holistic Veterinary Association's annual conference, where he just was a wealth of information telling us all about omegas, the difference between omega-3s, 6s, uh, what the difference is between a plant source of omegas and an actual food source, how to pick a good omega supplement, and how it helps our animals. And it is just an amazing conversation. Judah is a nutritionist. He's a, a budding herbalist and and just loves to learn as much as he can about anything that's natural that'll help us. He um, has a program where he is both a functional and naturopathic medicine uh, clinics where he is the director of them. He's a director of education and clinical consultant for various nutritional supplement companies, including Nordic Naturals, who I where I met him, where they make awesome products for both our pets and for humans. And I'm excited to have him on here today to talk all things fish, fish oil, and omegas. Hello, Judah, Judah. I know you're laughing right now at me, but I met you at the HVMA, the Holistic Veterinarians Conference, and I just think you're fantastic. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I, you know, and right back at you, Angela. I had so much fun meeting you, and it's a treat to be here. Uh, to me, it's one of the best conferences because you're, you know, if you're a holistic, uh, you get to hang out with a other whole bunch of other holistics. So. There is more Birkenstocks and long pony men with long ponytails than you can imagine, and I feel right at home in that. I do too. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I'm like, these are my people. These are people. You know, my best thing was is that I just dabbled in psilocybin for the first time. Oh wow! Yeah, mm. which you know, I'm I'm a cannabis girl, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But and medicinal mushrooms, but really didn't think anything in psilocybin. Well, what a great place to find out more information. Every holistic vet I asked, it's like, so have you experienced psilocybin? They're like, oh, yes, many times. You mean you haven't yet? Yes, yes, I just did. So I felt like I was behind the times. But yes, again, what a great place to be around so many people. And you are my favorite because... Oh my gosh, there's so much talk about fish oils and omegas, and it's so confusing. And so I know how to choose a good product um, and how to get good sources of omegas. And I know the differences. But when I walked up to, um, you were were there helping out Nordic Naturals, Mm -hmm. and I walked up to you and I, I asked you, how do you disperse your fish oil or something like that. And you immediately went into talking about how they go rancid and how it's so hard for us to get a good fish oil. Like even if there's the best fish oil out there that we know this is the best one, it's great. The moment you open it, it, it starts to go bad. So how the hell are we supposed to find, once we do find a product, which we'll go over that, how do we get it to not go rancid? Do we have to literally get it in little capsules? Should we be getting it from the source instead of using it as a supplement? So help us out. Help oh. us on A, once we get the good one, how do we keep it from going rancid? Should we be getting it from the source instead? Well, you know, here, here's the thing, Angela, is that if you get a good one, you shouldn't have to worry about it going rancid. 
That's oh, that's, uh, that's and why is that? Well, if if it's done right, then what you shouldn't have to worry about is any kind of rancidity, and that's one of the things that that's a major thing with omega threes because omega threes are what we call polyunsaturated uh, uh, fatty acids, and poly meaning multiple, right? And and unsaturated means that it's not fully saturated. Like a saturated fat is firm at room temperature, like butter or animal fats are, are solid at room temperature because they're saturated with hydrogen ions. Unsaturated ah. means that there's multiple, polyunsaturated means there's multiple hydrogen ions missing so it stays uh, fluid. It, it, it won't freeze, it won't uh, solidify, right, right. at room, room temperature. And what that makes them is very unstable and they will oxidize easily because of that. And uh, so with a good company, one of the things that I really appreciate about the company that I work for is that they flush every step of the process with nitrogen. And why that's so important is because nitrogen is heavier than oxygen, and that flushes the oxygen out of the raw material, and it prevents any kind of oxidation from happening. So what happens is you're left with a very fresh product. Well, that's awesome. But how the heck do we know if the company (laughs) is doing that? You don't. That's what's so funny is that, you know, I becoming a formulator and manufacturing products, natural products, I've learned so much. And anytime anybody, any of you, our listeners are wanting to, to incorporate more of these natural supplements into your dog's diet, the hardest part is finding the company that's doing it right. Exactly. Um, and, and a lot of times the company that's doing it right is concentrating on educating you on how to choose the right product. Of course, their product is doing it right, but it's, I'm telling you, essential oils, full spectrum hemp extracts, you know, herbs, omegas, all of these, if you don't manufacture them right, you're not going to get a good product. So you have to make sure that the way that it's, you know, whether it's a plant, how it's harvested um, makes a difference. And if it's a fish oil, is it sustainable? Where are you getting it from kind of thing? Absolutely. And here's here's the other thing with fish oil that's really important to know, and that is uh, form matters. Form matters. So there's a couple of ways to extract fish oil. And the easiest, cheapest way is to use something called ethyl alcohol. And when companies use ethyl Just alcohol. Just like in cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except here's the thing with fish oil. Well, I, you know. You can't get it back out? Well, no. With fish oil, in order, when you do an ethyl alcohol extract, what happens is you create a, a particular form called ethyl ester. Now, all fats in nature are found in a triglyceride form, okay? And that's the natural form of fat. And I'm going to use a handy diagram here. So a triglyceride form would be like three glycerol molecules, right? And mm-hmm. this would be EPA, this would be DHA, the two key omega-3 fatty acids, and say this would be like an omega-9. And what companies will do is they have to break this bond, and they'll use ethyl alcohol to do that. And what you what happens is you create this form called ethyl ester that's foreign to the physiology. It has it's very unstable and it oxidizes rapidly. 
And that's where your rancid fish oils, right? And that's the most common form of fish oil out there because it's the quickest and cheapest way to do it. And so one of the most important questions you could ask your vet about the fish oil that they're using is, is it an ethyl ester form or is it a triglyceride form? And, Ooh. and, and what if they look at you and stare at you blankly and have no idea what you're talking about? Then you ask them to ask the company. Is it an ethyl ester form or is it a triglyceride form? What you want is the triglyceride form. It, it costs a little extra, but it's well worth it because the physiology knows what to do with it. It's digestible, it's absorbable, and it's usable at the cellular level. Whereas something like an ethyl ester form, not very absorbable, very low absorption rates, and absorption doesn't even equal utilization. Just because you can get it into the system doesn't mean that it's going to get into the cells and affect change the way that you want it to. So you want wow. to make sure that you get the triglyceride form that's easily digestible, easily absorbed into the bloodstream, and the cells know what to do with it. I love it. And the only way to do that is to, to, to go with a good company. And how do you know? You ask them that. Is there a way to prove it? Well, yeah, they, they, I mean, some companies put, will put it on the label that it is a triglyceride form. Usually you'll see TG okay. triglyceride, but you know, a lot of companies won't put that on there. And so you got, you have to ask and that's, that's the thing. And, you know, and there's thousands of companies, right. All doing this. And so, you know, you, you just have to pick a, a, a reputable brand and how do you do that? Well, you gotta, you, you gotta start digging, doing some research. So, I mean, we happen to be the leaders, you know, we've been the leaders and I think that's, you know, that's one that I like, but we're not the only good one out there either, right? There's a right. lot of great companies out there making really great products. You just have so to- So look for the TG, right? but it's not like something, for instance, we would say in the cannabis industry, um, look for a full spectrum hemp extract, but- in the cannabis industry, people are using that as a marketing tool, right? you know, yeah. and you go and find out it's not a full spectrum hemp extract. And, or just like you said, if it doesn't, if it's not going to be absorbed and used by the body, then what good is it? And that's the same thing with a full spectrum hemp extract. If you don't have it with a good carrier oil, it hasn't been nano emulsified, same thing. It's just going to go right through you. Right. So it's, it is so hard for pet parents. They know that a fish oil is beneficial for their pet, but then picking one is so difficult. And I, and they always, it's, we do consultations all the time and, you know, they tell us everything that they're giving. All of them know to be giving them some sort of omegas, omega three or a fish oil. And nine times out of 10, we go, don't use that one. <laughs> use this one instead. <laughs> um, so that's why I wanted to have you on because mm -hmm. we do have to have a little bit of, a, of an education to be able to choose one. That's right. And why do we, why do we want to make sure that our pets like, Okay, so this is what I know for sure. And as being me being a cannabis expert for our endocannabinoid system, which I don't know if you know this, but for our endocannabinoid system to produce more endocannabinoids, they must have omega threes. Mm -hmm. So that is one way that we help our endocannabinoid system continue to produce endocannabinoids. Of course, if your system is deficient or you're not getting those omegas that you need, then the cannabis plant happens to make phytocannabinoids that act in place of our endocannabinoids. But 
We know we want omega threes. We know we want omega sixes, but certain omega sixes are pro-inflammatory and are going to cause us more harm than good. Some come from food. Some can come from plants. Tell us a little bit of difference. First, let's start with omega sixes. For instance, we know hemp seed oil has a lot of omega six in it, but would that be the same as omega sixes that you would get from a grain? Ah, oh, that's a great question, Angela. And and the answer is no. They're totally different. They're and that and that blows my mind. Right. Tell They're, us why. Well, there's different kinds of omega sixes. So you have linoleic acid. You have gamma linoleic acid. And uh, and so linoleic acid is what comes from grains. It, you know, it's, it's 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 rich in soy, canola, all your refined, processed uh, vegetable oils and nut and seed oils. Your what we would call industrial seed oils, which a lot of people are using and including in pet food. I mean, it's not uncommon to see things like canola oil in pet food, which blows which my mind. Which we do not want. No, right. not at all. <laughs> and that linoleic acid. It creates the expression of pro-inflammatory, uh, what we call prostaglandins, um, at least in the human physiology. And I'm not sure in the pet world because I'm not as adept in the pet world as I am in the human world. But what linoleic acid does in the system is it creates the expression of what we call pro-inflammatory mediators. So that means that it causes the cells to express inflammatory molecules that are uh, that will result in pain, inflammation, poor health, chronic degenerative conditions, and we really don't want that. Well, and and here's but here's the deal is that we need a little bit of that. We need some omega-6 and we need omega-3. We need both of them. In the human physiology, we want a three to one ratio of omega-6 to omega-3. So you need a little more omega-6 and omega-3. The sad reality of today with people eating the standard American diet, the sad diet, is that the omega-6 ratio is something like 20 or 50 to one, okay, right? Which creates this incredible inflammatory state. And if our pets are eating poor food, highly refined processed foods loaded with grains, the same is happening to them, right? And especially wow. if it's not being balanced out with omega-3s. So what you're getting is this expression of inflammation that's going to lead to all sorts of conditions because that inflammation is going to work, right? It's not just in the joints. A lot of times people think of inflammation being in the joints, right? But it's not just in the joints. It goes right up into the brain and that inflammation, once inflammation starts getting expressed in the brain, you're, you're looking at change of command up here for yep. even for pets, right? So yeah. all their the hormones and neurotransmitters, all that are happening in the brain. And once there's inflammation in the brain, what happens is then you just start getting this, you know, this thread that weaves itself through the entire physiology where you just get this rampant, vicious cycle. Right. Of inflammation. Inflammation just continuing to cause inflammation. On the other side of this, though, is that there are healthy omega-6s, and that's GLA, and that's what we find in cannabis, that's what we find in hemp, uh, that's what we find in in um, borage seed oil, evening primrose oil, uh, those types of things that are rich in GLA, and GLA 
is an omega-6 that is really good for hormonal regulation. It also has an anti-inflammatory effect as well. So we want to make sure that we're getting that good GLA and not an excessive amount of the LA, the linoleic acid. I love that you gave us some examples for that. Thank you. And now tell me about omega-3s, because we know how important they are. I see people who are, um, you know, they're either giving an omega-3 supplement and don't know that they can get it from a fresh food source. Uh, Actually, we have to go on a commercial break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about omega-3s when we come back. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at CBDDogHealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health, healing naturally. And we're back with Judah Vitel, and we're talking about omegas. And before the break, we were talking about omega-3s. So tell me about omega-3s. I told you why I love them for our endocannabinoid system. Why are they important for us and our dogs? Great. That's, that's a great question. Where, what I'd like to start with is, is to let people know that there's three types of omega-3s. Uh, right, so there's your your primary omega threes are alpha linolenic acid, which you get from plants like flaxseed and chia seed. Coconuts. And, uh, coconuts is higher in omega sixes actually than uh-huh. it is in the good in the good omega sixes. Yes, it does it. Okay. Yep, and uh, so and then you have EPA and DHA, and EPA and DHA are what you primarily get from the fish oil right? Uh, from from sea-based uh, cold water fish. You get to EPA and DHA, which is really, really what you want. I mean, the, the ALA from flax does have its own benefits. It's anti-inflammatory and it, and it converts a little bit into EPA and DHA. It does go through a conversion, but it's very minimal, like a one to 5% conversion. So it's not a reliable source. And especially because there's so many blocking factors these days, like stress, alcohol, uh, mm. non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, all these things will block the conversion of the plant-based omega-3 into the EPA DHA. So that's where fish oil really comes in handy is that you can get the EPA and DHA that are, that are so beneficial. And there's a difference between EPA and DHA. So DHA plays much more of a structural role. One of the things I like to say about that is that DHA is really great for the neck up and EPA is really great for the neck down. So I D- like that. Isn't that great? It's kind of like the Sesame Street version. Uh-huh. So uh, DHA plays much more of a structural role. It goes in, it goes into the cell membranes, it creates healthy cell membranes, it keeps the membranes of the cells fluid and flexible, which you really want that to happen. Uh, it helps keep uh, cell structure healthy. Um, and it also does have an anti-inflammatory effect as well. DHA is great for the brain and great for the retina. The retina of the eyes has the highest concentration of DHA in in, in the tissue that we know of. So should we be eating eyes? <laughs> that's, that's should great. I be beating no. my dog eyes? No, no. 
<laughs> well, you know, because I was on with another vet. Uh, I think it's uh, Dr. Ruth Roberts who was telling me that, and we were talking about all the diseases dogs are getting from being um, spayed or neutered too early in life. Oh, wow. And that she actually was like, the something that you can do to help them is to feed them the gonads of an, another animal. So I was like, heck, maybe it works with the eyes too. It, it would be interesting to see. I mean, you know, this is the first time in human, at least in human history, where all we've eaten is the muscle tissue of animals. We do ve- we wow. eat very little glandular and organs like we used to. And, you know, and our pets aren't, you know, you know, a, a dog in the wild would eat everything, right? Right. A wolf in the wild would eat everything. Uh, I watch my dogs go out and pick up uh, the goose or duck feathers and we call them keratin lollipops because they hold them and they chew all the keratin out of the feather. I'm like, there you go, right there. There's yeah. something that they wouldn't get because it would all be processed or whatever. So it's right. very cool that 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 happens. So what we want is that EPA. And, and so DHA is great for structure. EPA is much more of what we would call an effector meaning that it goes into the cell membranes and it affects change by uh, creating or making the cell healthy in a way that it is expressing anti-inflammatory mediators. So when we were talking about omega-6 creating pro-inflammatory mediators that the cells secrete, EPA will go in, get into that cell membrane, and it, and it will allow the cell to release anti-inflammatory mediators that can downregulate inflammation at a genetic level. And awesome. that's critical. Uh, so there's a lot of plants that will do that. CBD is one of them that goes in. It's a powerful anti-inflammatory agent. And so is EPA. And EPA, you know, we every cell needs it. Every cell needs EPA. Every cell needs DHA. What does a person or a dog look like who isn't getting enough of these oh, omegas? Yeah. Well, you know, they, they can have inflammatory conditions. So it could, it could be everything from uh, poor joint health to uh, eventually poor, uh, poor cognitive function uh, to even uh, things like cardiovascular disease or cancer. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it kind of ripples out to every realm of the physiology. Hormonal imbalances would be another one. Well, that's crazy because I know a lot of people with those and a lot of dogs with those. So that's really good to know that this is something else that, we, that they can do to help them. Because you were talking about how you use the omega-3s for the endocannabinoid system. And that's one of their great benefits is that they enhance cell-to-cell communication. They enhance cell signaling. So they enhance the ability for a cell to release healthy hormonal signals as well as receive them. So it works on the receptors too, right? So a cell can send a signal, but that signal has to be received. So EPA helps with that as well. Uh, EPA and DHA both help the cell membrane with uh, receiving signals. So sensitizing to hormonal signals is what you could say. Very cool. And do you think that most people, animals need to supplement with omegas? I do. Because they're not getting enough in their diet? Yeah. And is there a certain age? Like you hit 40, you should take it. No. Sooner, sooner the better. Because you're looking at long, you're, you're looking at creating a long-term health trajectory, 
right? And the more you do it early, what happens is you create a system that is in a, is, is building, is in a building health trajectory and it sets it up for a healthier long-term experience. If you wait till later, you're already on a downward trajectory. You don't, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be working against the curve. I love it. I have the same frame of thought. You know, if I have a large breed dog and I know that, you know, what is it? I don't even know what the numbers are. How most of them, one out of nine large breed dogs is going to get osteosarcoma. Mm. So if I know that, then my next large breed dog at the age of one, I'm going to start on a full spectrum hemp extract. So I like the proactive thinking of what can, what have I learned and what can I do to help my pet, my next pet live even longer and pain free. So I love that. So you say absolutely uh, supplement with a good omega. So when we're looking for that good omega, what are we looking for? Like, let's, let's pretend we're trying to Google, which I don't recommend. This is what you do, but let's pretend (laughs) we're, okay. Let's pretend we're walking into a, the the shop, what a a nutrition shop or Googling. What do I ask for? Like a pet, like a, like a great pet food shop that carries good products. A little boutique shop. Here's some of the questions you want to ask about the omega threes in there. You want to ask uh, one. We're looking for that TG. We're looking for the triglyceride form, right? Is it an ethyl ester form or is it a triglyceride form? I want the triglyceride form. You want to ask if, if it's been molecularly distilled because that's going to remove all the heavy metals and contaminants that are found in fish. Right. So now you're looking at getting a clean, pure product. Uh, so is this th- something that's always been done or is this something that's new because of our oceans being so contaminated? No, I, I wouldn't say it's new like in the last decade or anything. It's been going on for a while, okay. but not every company does it. So, you know, so you want to make sure it's molecularly distilled. That's a, that's a mouthful. And yes, the other thing you want to you want to find out is, is it sustainably sourced? So one of the great programs or organizations out there for that is Friend of the Sea. So uh, I, I like to ask, is the product Friend of the Sea certified? Because what they do is they certify, they are, uh, they are making sure that uh, there's no drag netting, that it's line caught, that the ocean floor is cared for, that they're not over harvesting. And so, uh, and, and they regulate um, sustainable fisheries and fishing fleets, as well as the omega-3 industry. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. We're always suggesting the omegas, but we also like for them to get it in a food source. So of course, an anchovy or a sardine will suggest, but even the company that we suggest sustainably catches their, their fish. So that's always important because you don't want to be stealing the food from the other fish that live in the, the other animals that live in the, in the ocean. So let's talk about small fish versus big fish. We know how to pick an omega. Now let's talk about actually feeding them fish. Yeah. Are there fish that are better than others and why? Yeah, there are, as a matter of fact. So cold water fish are best because they're going to have higher amounts of the omega-3s. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you want smaller fish like the anchovy and the sardines because they will accumulate less heavy metals. So the bigger the fish, the higher up on the food chain, the more heavy metals that they will accumulate. 
the smaller fish don't they don't have as long of a lifespan they're not going to accumulate as much of the heavy metals so you really want to And go they're not those, accumulating it also because they're not eating other fish, fish right exactly, exactly so the big fish are eating smaller fish and everybody's contaminated so that's why the big fish has more contamination and they live longer that's right. And so so we want the smaller fish. Um, anchovies, sardines, herring, those are all great sources of omega-3 uh, from uh, the sea world. Can a fish be the protein source? You know, if a dog does well with fish, you know, as the dogs get older and have more sensitivities, can they survive on just having fish as their main source of protein? You know, that's a great question. And I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't could know. A if human? They, uh, you know, I mean, probably, you know, I mean, but here's the thing. Protein is in everything, right? Every, right. Everything living does have protein because it's a structural component. So even if we're eating plants, we're going to get some protein. But, you know, fish is a great source of protein. And so it is something that can be used as a long term um, protein source. Well, I have found dogs that do have sensitive stomachs that are high, allergic to everything, it seems, do really well on fish, whether it be a herring or a white fish mm -hmm. or a mackerel. Um, like I even know that Dr. Harvey's has put out an allergy, which is just fish. And I've had so many people benefit from it, including my old man Schnauzer, who's 15 years old, who loves fish. I mean, he loves it. So um, it's good to know that that's something that we can turn to. I think we have run out of time and it was so enjoyable. I think I could do this, you know, for another hour or so and learn more about the ocean and how to pick omegas. But thank you so much for sharing your brain with us. I really enjoyed it and we learned so much. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. And I look you forward bet. to doing this again someday, perhaps. <laughs> so if people want to follow you and learn more about what you do, how do they do that? Oh, well, that's all in process right now, but they uh, it's its a slow going process. Uh, I'm kind of invisible online, but eventually I have somebody working on my website right now, which will be earthspiritnutrition.com. Uh, but like you can it. always, yeah, you can always just look me up, Judah Vitel, V-E-I-T-E-L. But, you know, you can you could Google me, you could uh, YouTube me. I've got some videos out there, all that good stuff. And then awesome. what you could do is if you want more information, you could just bother me and be like, could you please hurry up and get this done? And I'll be like, OK, I'm on it. <laughs> you have to now because you're going to be a star. You got to We got to let people go go over there somehow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, my name is Lauren. I'm calling in from New York. Um, and I've just noticed that my eight-month-old um, pup is just itching more since the seasons are changing. And i just like to know when dogs can start to develop allergies and what are the best natural practices to keep uh, the itching at bay. Thanks so much. Bye. What a great question, Lauren. And I would say that this is probably what I get asked the most is about allergies. And what people don't uh, understand is that Nine times out of 10, the allergies are coming from either what they're eating, what you're putting on them, or something that's in their environment. So removing chemical fragrances, anything that gives off a fragrance most of the time is something that's chemically made and will um, 
cause allergies in your dog. So we're talking about carpet cleaners, floor cleaners, plug-ins, air fresheners, laundry detergent. And then when we get outside, pesticides, weed killers, things like that, all of those things have an effect on our dog and their allergies. And then, of course, seasonally, just like we suffer from allergies during the season changes, so do our pets. So pollen, you know, cut grass, dust, all of those things affect our dogs even more because they're so close to the ground. So all of that is being and what are they doing? They're always smelling. So they're always breathing in those things. But if you have you're you're living a pretty natural uh, lifestyle and you and your dog is still suffering you got to understand that genetics can play a role. And unfortunately, most people aren't, you know, breeding dogs to be the healthiest that they can be. They're breeding them to be the cutest or a certain color or a certain size. So genetics, uh, as far as health goes, you know, fall down on the list. So we've got a lot of dogs Matter of fact, why a Frenchie is on our logo uh, for CBD dog health is because I've seen so many Frenchies with allergies, with no hair on their feet from them biting their feet and legs from itching so bad. Um, And they're only a year old. That a lot of times you got um, genetics playing a role. And that's when a full spectrum hemp extract like CBD dog health ease uh, really will help. So if you've read your dog's body of, you know, the toxins that may cause an allergic reaction and you've done your your clean house um, and nothing is working, that's a great time to to um, go ahead and add a full spectrum hemp extract. It's going to bring them relief. And what it's going to do is reduce the inflammation, which will uh, reduce the allergic reaction and the compounds in a full spectrum hemp extract Many of them are actually in uh, pharmaceutical versions of allergy meds. So this is a natural way to help your pet um, find some relief with allergies. Hope that helps. Keep your questions coming. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. And if you want your questions answered live, make sure to call in to 252-377-4555. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and at AngelaArtolino.com. And remember, you can always sign up for a full holistic consultation at CBDDogHealth.com consultations. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at MycoDog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.